Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Make Contain Traces of Soy, the podcast all about surviving and thriving on a plant-based, low-waste lifestyle. I'm your host, Rochelle, and I just want to say first off, hello and welcome to the podcast. So psyched to have you guys listening today. If you're a new listener, so happy that you're joining us this week. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back, soybeans. <laughs> so glad that you guys keep coming back every week to check out the podcast. We really, really do appreciate it. If you are new around here, you won't know this, but we do do shout outs on this show. So that is something where you, the listener, can get in touch with us and you can suggest a topic you want covered or guests you'd like to see on the show. And we'll do a shout out for you when we cover your topic or get your guest on. And hopefully it'll be the next show, but you never know. So yes, if you are interested in having a shout on the show, you can hit us up on Instagram. We are at make 10 traces of soy or on Facebook. And if you are enjoying the show and you want to support us, one of the best ways that you can do that is to head over and follow the uh, YouTube channel as well. That's Vegan Shell. You'll find a link in the show notes. So subscribe and follow there and like our videos. And also just subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Acast or you know, Spotify or wherever. And if you leave us a rating or a review, if you can on your favorite podcasting platform on Apple podcast, for example, that really does help as well because it helps to push the podcast up there in the rankings so that more people are going to see it and hopefully to spread that non-judgmental vegan message. So glad to have you guys all along for the journey this week and so psyched to be fully in the swing of it for season three. As anyone who has been listening from the start will know, we had a really full-on first season in 2020. We did an episode every single week. And then in 2022, uh, 2021, I should say, we were really, really busy. Like I was just, um, had way too much on and I was working and I was studying and then we moved and it all just got a bit too intense and I didn't really keep up with the posting schedule before I came back and did a few episodes for season two at the end of 2021. So I'm psyched to be back and doing a weekly episode for 2022. Yeah, I will have episodes dropping every single Friday for this season. Who knows how long the season will go for? Let's see. Burnout could be just around the corner, guys. I'm hoping it isn't, but it could be. Not gonna lie. So <laughs> this week on the um, on the podcast, my plan was to talk a little bit about vegan and cruelty-free skincare. 
it's an episode that I wanted to cover in the past. I've talked more broadly about beauty and, um, you know, some of the kind of beauty products that aren't vegan or aren't cruelty free. But today I want to delve specifically into vegan and cruelty free skincare, my favorite brands that I personally use. Um, and yeah, just reasons why you should be looking at adopting and converting to a fully vegan and cruelty free skincare regimen, because it is important, um, for a lot of different reasons. So we're going to jump right into that. Now, the first thing I would say is that there are a collection of brands that as of 2021, when the last Peter report came out for it, and that was November last year in 2021, um, these brands were still testing on animals and they're obviously also just not vegan brands, but then definitely not cruelty free. So these are some brands straight off the bat that you should be avoiding. Benefit, Clinique, Estee Lauder, L'Oreal, Makeup Forever, Maybelline, OPI, and Victoria's Secret are all known to either test their products on animals directly or pay other companies to test for them. Animal testing, when it comes to the cosmetic industry, is incredibly cruel. I'm not going to dwell on this too much because it's a very upsetting topic and I am stupid sensitive. So if I go too deeply into it, I will start crying and no one needs that. No one wants that. This is not that kind of podcast, but we are just going to scratch the surface here and talk a little bit about why animal testing is so bad. So in the cosmetic industry, animal testing is pretty, it was pretty prevalent. It is now less prevalent. Um, the one thing you can look for to be be assured that what you're buying has not been tested on animals is the Beauty Without Bunnies logo, which is the little bunny ears that says cruelty-free. That is the PETA um, certification for, you know, cruelty-free, no animal testing. And if that's on your product, you can be assured it hasn't gone through any of these processes. But some of the things that they do do when they test on animals, most commonly is skin and eye irritation tests. That involves them rubbing chemicals onto freshly shaved animal skin or dripping chemicals into the animal's eyes as they hold them down. They don't give them any pain relief. They don't do anything to make that comfortable for them. There is absolutely zero concern for what the animal goes through when they do animal testing. They don't think about being humane in the process of testing these um, cosmetics on animals. They just go for for it. The other thing they do that's really common is called forced feeding, and they will basically force feed a chemical they know will eventually kill the lab animal, Uh, to the animal until it dies to figure out what the lethal dosage is. So that's all we're going to talk about in terms of animal testing. I'm already feeling a bit emotional from that. So we're going to move on and talk about some of the animal products that sometimes go in. So when we talk about animal um, testing, that's one thing when it comes to vegan uh, skincare and cruelty-free skincare. That's what makes it cruelty-free is that it is not tested on animals they are not putting them through these awful painful cruel processes to ensure that the product is not going to burn your skin um you know hurt you in some way there is no real need to do it that way anymore it's a very anarchic approach to checking the safety of a product they have other processes they can try now for that and so many of these chemicals have previously already been tested and are known to be safe so there really isn't a need for animal testing these days but Animal testing relates to the cruelty-free side of your skincare products. So if something is cruelty-free, it hasn't been tested on animals. But for it to be vegan, (laughs) 
it needs to not have any animal byproducts. Now, realistically, if a product is marked as vegan, I would assume that it was both cruelty-free and free of animal-derived products because, obviously, if you are killing an animal to make something with all plant-based products, that just makes no sense to me, and I don't know why any company would do that. I don't think I've ever heard of a company claiming to be vegan um, while testing on animals because those two things are not possible together, but basically... When you're talking about a vegan product, you're talking about a product that does not have any animal-derived products in it. So there are a few things that commonly go into cosmetics and into our skincare that are derived from animals. The first one at the top of my list, and this is by no means all of them because the list that you could make of these products is so insanely extensive. There are hundreds of animal derived products that go into skincare. But this is an example of, you know, just a few that you could look out for. I'm going to drop some great resources in the links in the show notes where you can go and check out what these, some of these other names are. But overall, just to make it nice and simple for you, if you find a product that is marked as vegan and cruelty free with Peter's Beauty Without Bunnies logo on it, which is the little bunny ears and it'll say cruelty free, you know that that product is safe to buy and that product is okay to use. So, That's just a good little like, you know, tip for you. But here are some of the commonly derived animal products that do go into skincare. Right at the top of the list, we've got tallow. Tallow is animal fat and it obviously comes from dead animals. And so they take the fat, they boil it down and it's used in lipsticks. It's used in foundation, sometimes eye makeup, lots of different things, sometimes moisturizers and stuff. Tallow is basically going to make a product creamy. It's going to give it like a creaminess and, you know, a softness, which is why you do find it in those things like lipsticks and foundations that are a bit smoother to touch. Um, But obviously you don't need to use that. You can build on things that come from natural oils because essentially what you want, what tallow does is create, you know, that creamy texture, which can be made through oils. So coconut oil can be used, you know, vegetable oil, all of that can achieve a similar effect and it can replace the tallow. Uh, next one I've got for you is Garnime, which I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, guys, but I didn't look it up beforehand. And frankly, I'm working way too much this week to be screwing around checking things, but I think it's Garnime and it's spelled G-U-A-N-I-M-E. This is actually crushed fish scales. And what they use this for is to add a shimmering effect, to some mascaras and nail polishes and lipsticks. So sometimes there will be like crushed up fish scales inside your, um, like, especially on lipstick. I feel like that's next level disgusting. Um, the next one I've got for you here is lanolin. Now that's a grease buildup that actually happens on wool bearing animals. And they use that in lipsticks and makeup removers. That's a common one that you probably will see. So it's spelled L-A-N-O-L-I-N. And it's just so bizarre that they would use that uh, in your makeup remover, especially because if you're someone who is like filled around at all with doing alternative beauty stuff or natural beauty products, you would know that coconut oil removes makeup like impressively well. Like if you are struggling with getting some waterproof mascara off, coconut oil will do it. it. It definitely works and it's a really easy replacement for something like this. The next one I've got for you here is ambergris. Now, this is this waxy oil that actually lines a whale's stomach, and it's used to set the scent in perfumes. I don't understand why they have to set the scent. I'm not sure how the process of that works chemically, but that's where 
that's what that's used for in perfumes. And that's something to be aware of too. And the final one that I think is interesting because many people would know about this product already. They would have heard of this ingredient is carmine cochineal or carminic acid. Now you would know it because it's a red pigment that comes from a crushed cochineal X insect. It takes 70,000 of those beetles to be crushed to death to get one pound of that red dye. And you'll find it in all kinds of things. It's not just in lipsticks, lip balms, you know, the nail polishes. It's also in candies. Like it was famously the red food coloring for candies for years, for food coloring stuff. It's just so gross, so unnecessary. And it doesn't seem at all sensible to take something that takes 70,000 crushed bugs to get a pound of dye. That just doesn't seem to me like that's a very logical way to get your dye. Like, does that not take too much time and effort? Is that not, yeah, how many bugs are you breeding to be able to even run this crazy dye business that they have going? It just doesn't make any sense to me. So those are some examples. And like I said, the list is much more extensive. I'm going to drop a link in the show notes to an extended list of different animal derived products that are turning up in our cosmetics and our skincare. But for now, uh, just know that if you look for something that is marked as both vegan and cruelty free, look for the little bunnies, uh, beauty without bunnies logo from Peter. So that will be a little bunny. It says cruelty free. A lot of people know what it looks like and stay away from those main brands. Even as recently as about seven months ago, they have been checked and they were still doing animal testing. That was benefit. Clinique, Estee Lauder, L'Oreal, Makeup Forever, Maybelline, OPI, and Victoria's Secret. That's according to the November 2021 Peter Report. I will drop a link to that one as well in our show notes. But let's move on and talk a little bit about some of my favorite vegan skincare brands. And I've actually got quite a few Aussie ones on the list, which I love to do. Love to shout out local Australian skincare brands that we can talk about here. And these are all ones that I personally use and I've personally found to be really good. I really like them. They respond really well on my skin. But before I do talk about them, I should say, I obviously am not. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Not like a dermatologist. I'm not a makeup artist. I'm not anyone with any kind of qualifying factor to be able to tell you whether or not it's good to use something on your skin. I'm just a chick who is trying to be vegan and, you know, be cruelty free 
and live that plant-based lifestyle, walking lightly on the earth. And for me and for my skin, this has been a really good regime for me. I'm actually going to do a full vegan skincare regime video for the YouTube this week. So I would love for you guys to go check that out. There should be a link in the show notes, assuming that I get everything done and I don't fall behind on my own self-imposed content and posting schedule. We shall see. (laughs) But yes, um, I don't have any experience to qualify me. I just like these brands. I just like them and I use them and I would back them if, you know, someone asked me what what I like to use. So let's start off um, right at the top here with Face Halo. Face Halo is a makeup remover uh, reusable round and it's, you know, made of fabric. It's just a little circle and you can just wet it with some water and rub off your makeup. I have found these to be so incredibly effective. I'm really, really shocked every time because you would think that with waterproof mascaras and stuff, you wouldn't be able to get it all off but they are so good. So I use uh, Face Halo and I have three of them that I bought more than two years ago um, and they are still going strong. When you're done using it, you can uh, just clean it with a little bit of soap and just like rubbing through, rub a bit of soap through the actual um, makeup round and it will get all of that makeup out of the fibers again and then you dry it or you wash it and it can be reused. It replaces up to 500 makeup wipes. So sustainability-wise, it gets a massive kick from me because it is something that you can be sure is not contributing to more waste in the world. And I think the breakdown of this particular product is more eco-friendly than it would be for makeup wipes because when you think about what makeup wipes are, there's a lot of plastic in them, whereas this is made with fabric. So I feel like it's a little bit better for the environment even when it does eventually go to like the tip or go to the bin. I think it breaks down a little bit more effectively than what your makeup wipes would. And it does mean that you don't have to use them, which means that you are saving, like I said, up to 500 makeup wipes. So that's a lot less plastic and a lot less waste in the world. So Face Halo is probably my number one pick for removing makeup. That is what I use. And I find it to be very, very effective. Um, Face Halo is a vegan and cruelty-free company. And you can buy them online or you can get them at, say, a Priceline or like a chemist. You can usually find them there. And I absolutely love them. I think it's a great switch, especially for anyone who's trying to be more sustainable in their approach to their makeup, skincare, you know, regime. So I love Face Halo. That's what I use to remove my makeup. I'll follow that up with washing my face with Sukin. I use the Sukin Foaming Cleanser, and sometimes I use the Sukin Micro um, Exfoliants Foaming Cleanser. Sukin is a vegan and cruelty-free brand as well. They use all recyclable packaging. They're Australian-made, and they are carbon neutral, so I love them too because they really do put the money, like put their money where their mouths are by doing this kind of stuff, by committing to being a sustainable company, to doing recyclable packaging, being carbon neutral. I think it's so important, you know, that these companies do what they can to really push that angle and really work hard towards their goals because the ethics of a company is quite important to me. And I know to a lot of people now, companies have to align with where we're at ethically and, I feel as though Sukin's a good one for that. So they are all vegan, they're cruelty-free, and they use a lot of natural Australian botanicals as well, and they, you know, a lot of natural ingredients. So I love that about them. I find their skincare range good, but I mostly stick to using their cleansers and their exfoliants. I use other stuff for 
you know, moisturizers and things like that. I have some other brands that I'm going to shout out, but in my particular process and steps that I take for my personal skincare, they fall into like my cleanser is always the Sukin. Next thing I will use, and this is not every day. I obviously don't do this one every day, but this particular product has been a part of my skincare regime for at least two years now. And prior to that, I was using a similar product by another brand that is also vegan and cruelty-free. So I'm going to shout them out as well. But I use Alaya Skin Vegan Cruelty-Free Detoxifying and Brightening Pink Clay Mask. So many people love this mask. It's gone very viral online. I find it to be so incredibly good for my skin. I have so many less breakouts as a result of using it. I will use it minimum once a week, sometimes twice a week, depending on how my skin has been, whether I'm having any breakouts at that point, any hormonal, you know, breakouts or like lifestyle breakouts or even like changes in weather. So in summer, if I'm somewhere humid, I use it a little bit more often because I require that kind of deep clean a little bit more often. But down here, it's about once a week. And that's the Elias Skin Pink Clay Face Mask for detoxifying and brightening. It has some vitamin E, aloe vera, and witch hazel in it, and obviously the clay. And that's an Australian company. They are all vegan and cruelty-free, and I just love them. I find it to be so incredibly helpful and useful, the Elias Skin Care Mask. The other one that I used to use that I wanted to shout out was Sand and Sky. So they're also a vegan company. I think they're also cruelty-free. But I just made the switch at some point, I think, because I was able to get Elias Skin in a physical store down here in Tassie and Sand and Sky had always been one that I had ordered online because you couldn't get it in physical stores. Elias Skin, it's great to have the option to walk into a store and buy it. Of course, you can order this stuff and have it delivered as well, but the accessibility of that was really helpful to me at the time. And so that's a switch that I've made and I'm sticking to them. I really like them. So once I've done that in my process, if I'm doing, you know, that particular day where I do like a full face mask as well, I will follow that up with, uh, some skin serums and I use a mixture of different ones. So the first company I want to talk about as far as my favorite skin serums are and moisturizers are Roar. So Roar is spelled A-R. <laughs> no, it's not. Roar is spelled R-A-W-W. It's a vegan and cruelty-free Australian company, fully vegan skincare. That's their focus. They also do makeup as well. And the serum that I'm obsessed with at the moment from them is Smooth Me Fine Line Serum. It's got aloe vera for smoothing and hydration. It's got kakudu plum um, for vitamins, goji berry to fight free radicals and pigmentation. And obviously it includes a bit of coconut water. They do a lot of coconut water and coconut products in their um, skincare line, Raw. And I love that. Now that's not for everyone. Some people find coconut doesn't work very well on their skin or they're allergic or they get a reaction to it or the smell is too much. I also use their moisturizer, which is coconut based. And I love that because it's very creamy, but I feel like the penetration is not there. It doesn't go deep. So I will put that on specifically before I do makeup. But if I want like a nice sort of deep penetrating moisturizer, I actually use one from The Ordinary, which I'm going to talk about next. So Raw, I do love, and I have had some of their other serums as well. The hydration one's really lovely, but the one that I'm using regularly at the moment is the Smooth Me Fine Line Serum. You can check out all the companies at the end of the show notes today. And the final company I want to talk about is The Ordinary. They are a Canadian company. They are vegan and cruelty-free, 
and they work mostly with like clinical formations. They're all about integrity and honesty at a fair price, basically, which I think is really important. So I use a couple of different serums from them. And I also use an intense moisturizing um, moisturizer, which I really, really love. So I use one of their hydrating serums. That's one of my favorites. And the other one, I can't remember which one it was exactly. Go check the video. Go have a look at the video because I'll be showing all the products. But I would just like to shout out The Ordinary is one of my favorites for serums and moisturizers in particular. Now, while they are a vegan and cruelty-free company, they're owned by the parent company Decium, and that company has just been bought in April of this year by Estee Lauder, who is one of the companies that does test on animals. Now, that might affect my decision as to whether or not I would continue to buy The Ordinary. But one of the hard things about being ethical in our approach to our choices is that the brand that you might buy might be ethical, but its parent company might not. And that happens a lot. So when you do still put your money behind brands that are ethical, you can at least be sure that the brand that you're supporting is, but the overall, yeah, like where your money's going at the end of the day is not going to be to an ethical company. It's very, very hard to be 100% ethical in your approach to things And I don't know that there is any way to exist entirely ethically in the world and still have um, the kind of lifestyle that we enjoy now. Uh, Things like wearing makeup, things like having good skincare. It's a little bit difficult to find the balance there. But what's important is that you just find the right balance for you, for your ethical position. You do everything that you can because, well, you know, being vegan should be about and being like plant-based or any of these things, like caring about this kind of stuff, it should be about just doing everything that you can, you know, and we can't always do it all. So we have to draw the line somewhere. But I did want to make a note of that. It has been bought out by a less ethical company. I still like The Ordinary. I'm not sure if I'll continue to buy them. I need to grapple with that and decide (laughs) what my thoughts are there. But um, it's something to look into. I I don't know. I guess I'll have to see. It's a little bit hard, though, because like I said, so many companies, even like a lot of vegan companies are bought by larger non-ethical companies. So you can't really control this stuff to that kind of extent. It's very, very difficult to live a 100% ethical lifestyle. But we do what we can. I hope that you guys have found this week's episode interesting. I hope that you are out there trying out some new vegan skincare this week. Go and check out the video. I do my full skincare regime this week on the video and it is a fun one. So you can sort of see all the products that I am using regularly and the process that I go through. I would say overall my skin's pretty good and I'm very fortunate in that way because I don't get a lot of breakouts and I don't have a lot of issues. The one thing I've noticed is coming down to Tasmania from Brisbane is dryness. I've gotten a lot more dryness and dry patches, but I've kind of fixed that with the balance of serums and moisturizers that I use now. But in Brisbane, I literally could just wash my face and it would be fine. So (laughs) I don't know how useful my skincare regime is to anyone really considering that. But anyway, definitely check it out. Why not? Bit of fun. Hope that you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure that if you are looking to buy vegan and cruelty-free products, you look for ones that are marked both as vegan and cruelty-free with the little bunny logo from Peter. I'm going to drop a link in the show notes to uh, Peter's list of different vegan cruelty-free brands that you can get and also to their list of the different animal-derived products that wind up in some of your beauty um, 
you know, products and skincare products because it's interesting to check out. I'll also be linking each one of the brands that I've talked about in today's video. So you can go and check them out there and go have a look at the YouTube as well. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram. We are at Soy and on Facebook and definitely uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give us a like, throw us a comment. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, and if you are really liking the podcast, share it to your socials and tag us and we'll definitely share it to ours as well. Thanks so much for being here this week, guys, and we will catch you in a week. 